Hello, hello, hello. Ladies, gentlemen, fanatics of all ages, how are you? I think you can tell by the sound of my voice that I'm feeling great. The the Phillies have once again won a playoff series. That's four wins in their last five playoff series. Sweeping the Miami Marlins. Winning two games. Leaving a, a third game in the, if necessary, state permanently. Relegated to the void of what could have been. Completely washing out the Miami Marlins. Two games at home in front of raucous crowds, of which I was a part of one on Tuesday. And now the real fun begins. A rematch with the Atlanta Braves in the National League Division Series beginning Saturday. Hi, everybody. This is Phillies Therapy. My name is Paul Boyer, joined as always by the Athletics' Matt Gelb. Matt, I, I think we saw exactly what we wanted to see and more from this, this very brief wild card series where the Phillies came in as favorites and absolutely played like favorites. They did. Hi, Paul. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, once again, you know, these three game best of three series, it, it sounds a little crazy to say, but like, I feel like this is the toughest round. That's not to say the Phillies face their toughest opponent. Yeah. But this is the toughest round because just weird things can 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 change an entire series because it's only three games. And Zach Wheeler and Aaron Noah prevented weird things from happening. And they were outstanding. And I understand the caliber of the opponent. You know, it's not a good hitting team. Mm-hmm. They were totally overmatched against both Wheeler and Nola, but um, it was how they did it. It was the calmness with which they pitched those games, yeah. with which they avoided uh, sticky situations. And if there were sticky situations, you just pull out the inside move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that play. Trick. I mean, the, the I wrote about it at the athletic, and I and, and I know it's kind of a boring thing, right? Like an inside move that caught stealing, you know, John Birdie in the in the in the fourth inning that get him at third base, and then the Phillies scored two runs in the bottom of the fourth. I mean, I, I think that was the play of the game. I think that decided the game. I think the game was over when John Birdie got picked off at third base. Uh, and to me, it said so much about not just Aaron Nola, but how the Phillies approach these October games and how they just have this quality about them in October that um, the moment almost slows down for them Mm. where other teams in the postseason and and it's, it's intense and it's chaotic and you get out of your approach and you get out of what got you to this point the Phillies seem to have avoided that ever since last year. And Nola, what 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 is it about Nola? Remember from the season, Paul? I mean, like whenever he runners get on base, like things would just spiral. Yes. He, you know, the runners were in his head. He could not control the running game. And then he made bad pitches as a result because he was worried about the runners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he just had this calmness about him to on a three, two count, he's, he knows that birdie has stolen off him before he keeps peeking back. He sees him take an extra bounce and he's like, I'm going to try this. I'm going to pull it out. Didn't come to the dugout. This is Aaron Nola trying to inside move. And he, and it was just not that he did. It, it was the way he did it. He executed it so well. It made it look like he was going to throw a pitch. Uh, it was so well done. And that was the game. And to me, it just says so much about this Phillies team in October and 
now we get the matchup we all wanted. This is what we wanted. This is what baseball wanted. And I can't wait. I think it's going to be an awesome series. I don't know who's going to win. I, I, you know, you could make any prediction. Now it's nod my head and say, yes, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I just, I'm excited to see these two teams play each other. Yep. You can absolutely say all oh, the, the Braves are going to take it because they're clearly the better team. And as good as the Phillies are, the Braves still are a better team. You could say no the Phillies are going to take it because, you know, they've got, they got big Mo on their side. They're playing really well. They're coming in hot. They're healthy. There are things working in favor of both teams. It, it really is. It's about as coin flippy as you can get, not just for who's going to win, but in how many games it could be any amount from three, four or five. Who knows? And I think doesn't that's this kind of feel like the world series. Like, doesn't, <laughs> don't you feel like the winner uh, of this game of this series is, has got is going, if the, whoever wins this series, I feel like is going to be the odds on favorite after this to win the world series. I, and I know right mm-hmm. now the Phillies are not like the Braves are the favorites right now. I think the Dodgers and uh, on most, on most books, um, on most markets are, are the second. Yeah. I uh, have the second best odds to win the world series, but I think if the Phillies, you know, obviously the Braves win the LDS, they will still be the favorites to win it all. But I feel like if the Phillies sure. take down the Braves in the series, they become, I think the betting favorites to win it all. I think the Dodgers pitching situation makes that possible. You know, there's still plenty to worry about for sure. There's a lot of Are the Dodgers there, getting past but... Arizona. I mean, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh... I mean, uh, look, I know. Look, hey, 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 Arizona did the thing they needed to do to get past Milwaukee, right? They got past the best pitching staff in the National League side of the playoffs and they held on. Milwaukee made it close, but they they held on. They did what they had to do. They scored enough runs. Now they face a pitching staff that is, I don't know if decimated is quite the right word, but they are not at full strength. They're far from it. Even the ones who are healthy are a little bit banged up. If they keep that going, yeah, okay, they could win. I still think the Dodgers are a better team, and I would expect the Dodgers to come out of that series. But don't sleep on the the snakes. Don't Don't sleep on the snakes. Don't sleep on the snake. Yeah, no. And you know what the funniest thing is? If it's a Phillies, Diamondbacks, NLCS, the Phillies have home field advantage. That's right. They do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They would. Yeah. And again, that would be helpful. That would be huge. So why not root for Arizona? Arizona is a fun team on the offensive side. They're a fun team to watch. From a national side, you could root for the Diamondbacks to advance in this series. I think you'd get. Yeah, I think you'd get some good entertainment bang for your buck if they made it to a best of seven. I think there's going to be a lot of runs in that Dodgers, Diamondbacks, NLDS. What do you oh, think about yeah. the Braves, Phillies, NLDS? You think we're going to see runs? I do. I do. I, I I think it's going to be hard in game one for the Phillies to get a lot of runs, obviously, because Spencer Strider does his thing. I'm not totally sold on whatever it is Max Fried is doing. You know, right now he's set up to be the game two starter. And the way this series is set up is there are a lot of off days. I don't know who that benefits more as we sit here right now. In case you're not familiar, game one is Saturday, six o'clock Eastern. But then there's an off day after game one, which is unusual. And game two would be on Monday, travel day for an off day back in Philadelphia on Wednesday. So there's something kind of interesting going on there. It might... you know, allow the bullpens to rest up a little bit more, which could be advantage Phillies because they have the better bullpen going into this yeah, series. The I, think the one it, I think it benefits both teams. I think the Phillies benefit is that Zach Wheeler can pitch a game five on regular rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the benefit is 
for the Braves is that Spencer Stryer can pitch one and four on regular rest and that Max Fried can do two and five on regular rest. Uh-huh. Um, but there's questions about there's questions about Freed. Exactly. Yeah. The the big word there was if, you know, the, the thing with Freed right now is a blister on his pitching hand. And those are, you know, it's oh, it's just a blister. I and mean, yeah, you and me, it's not that big of a deal. But when you're rubbing, you know, cowhide against it 100 times, uh, putting weird spin on it and, and a, a being abrasive toward it for hours at a time, it, it gets painful. It gets annoying. It gets hard to do what you're being paid to do. And as good as Max Freed is, if that's something that isn't fully healed, well, yeah, it's something to keep an eye on. You know, you and I were talking just before we fired up the recording here. It's not so much a question of whether Freed is going to be able to pitch in game two or really even how long. It's how's he going to bounce back from it. Maybe that's where the off days help, but that's going to be something to watch as the series hopefully, you know, if the Phillies drop one to Strider, which, you know, don't be surprised. If the Phillies, uh, you know, can extend the series and Freed becomes an option again, something to keep an eye on. I'm looking at it like this, Paul. I'm, I'm, I've been trying to play out different scenarios for this series in my head this morning and caution. I have not slept a lot. And like, I, uh, I, 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 I <laughs> you I'm, and me I'm, both, man. I'm, you know, I'm not sure if this is any, of this is going to make any sense, but, uh, I think game one is just, is a, uh, incredible swing game in this series. That's not to say if the Phillies lose game one, they can't win it. But I think if the Phillies win game one, they're going to win the series. <laughs> Because you start mm. looking at it and you say, if you go to Atlanta and you've already got this sort of like, you know, I want to say you're in there. You're not in their heads. They're the Braves. They're, they were the best team this year. They have the, one of the best offenses in the history of baseball. They are very good. You are not in their heads. But if you win game one with Strider on the mound, you are in their heads now because you beat them last year. And now you've beaten them in game one. And now you've got Wheeler in game two. And let's say you win that. And now you're coming home. And you got Aaron Nola against Bryce Elder at Citizens Bank Park in Game Three. Mm-hmm. If the Phillies win Game One, like they could sweep, and that sounds crazy, but I think Game One is a huge swing in this series. Look, I'm not going to argue with you. Every game, you could say every game is huge. Obviously, yeah, we get yes. that. But yes, yeah. it, there is something pivotal about this point. Just. I looked at the Marlins series and I focused a lot. Yeah, we did the under the radar things. I picked Jesus Sanchez. But the real key for me looking at these games was Luis Arise. I know he was hobbled. He was clearly not at 100%. And that probably affected the way he was swinging the bat. He went one for eight in the series. He was a non-factor. Things were The bases were clear. The only hit he got was late in game one when the Marlins were still trailing. He was not, you know, the tying run. He did not have a chance to come up to hit with a runner in scoring position last night in game two, thanks to the birdie play. And he was just, he was nothing. He did not set the table. The batting champ was a non-factor. I look at it from a slightly different perspective. Yes, there's another super dangerous leadoff hitter coming to town. And Ronald Acuna, we all know this, presumptive NL MVP. But in terms of starting things off, if you can clear the Strider hurdle, like you cleared the Louisa Rise hurdle, that's bigger it hurdle. right there. <laughs> that's it. I know. Bigger hurdle. 
and, is. And, of and, course and, it is. And, and everyone's gonna be like, well, they got to Strider last year in the playoffs, and they did, but he was compromised. I think we all know it that. It was an oblique, and, and, oblique and, injury with him that year. Yeah, and he hadn't year, pitched right? yeah. in like 25 days or yeah. whatever it was. I yeah. mean, it was it was he was compromised. Yes. And we saw it. the velocity dropped and then the bat spike happened, and that was that. And so he's this is a different version of him. He's very good. He's also thrown a career high in innings, like way he's, he's way past it. And he's a guy mm-hmm. who they, you know, early in his career, they really had to manage earlier in his career. They had, he's still early in his career, earlier in his career. They had to manage his workload, um, you know, because it, it, you know he wasn't a guy who pitched a ton in college. So um, everybody, may, every pitcher makes mistakes every night. It's a matter of whether you can capitalize on them. And Strider is no exception to that. He is very good. I mean, he is a strikeout king and he has done very well against the Phillies. And it is a tall, tall task. He is the reason right now why the Braves are the favorite, I think, in this series. Solely, you know, like their offense is amazing, but Strider to me is, is, um, you know, really the X factor here. Because if he keeps pitching against the Phillies like he pitched against them in the regular season, um, that's two games that he's getting in this series. And that's, that's going to be tough. But outside of that, Paul, like I look at the pitching situation, the matchups, and to me, Game one on paper is the only game in which the Phillies will have the pitching disadvantage because if it does Mm. get to game five, it is Strider against Wheeler and maybe you give a slight advantage to the Braves there, but it's not a huge one. And you, you know, I'm willing to even say that the Phillies could have an advantage in a game five if you have Wheeler against Strider. So I look at game one as being the only game in which the Phillies are going to have the pitching disadvantage. Now game four would be kind of interesting. Um, um, wait, no, you'd have game four would be Strider. I'm sorry. Um, I'm getting this all mixed up. Yeah, now. game four. Strider would first. come back in game four. So they'd have pitching disadvantage yeah. in game one and game four. And, you know, game four, you know, who knows what you do? Like, do you bring back whatever you did in game one? And to me, this comes back to a conversation about what do you do for game one? Right. And I just, I, I think it'll be Ranger Suarez. I don't think it's a slam dunk. Like, I think they've talked about a lot of different scenarios here. Okay. And it's because it's because the Braves are so good. Like, there's not like you're not looking at it being like, oh, they're they're deficient in this specific area. Yeah, right. This this split (laughs) is like, oh, we can, you know, we can confidently start a lefty here because they're worse against lefties. No, I mean, like they crush lefties. Um, They crushed everybody. They crushed everybody. Uh, So it comes down to like where what, you know, kind of a comfort thing. Um, Braves had an 870 OPS against lefties, 837 against righties. Um, as a team, that's, that's crazy. As a team. That's just, but you know what? I, I have like a crazy idea and okay. a lot of it comes back to the fact that the Braves, uh, and this is well known, well documented. They had a 982 OPS in the first inning this year. God, every One offensive of the- number is crazy. Basically, the best first hitting team in the history of baseball. Uh, the top of the lineup is Acuna, a righty, Albies, a switch hitter, Riley, a righty. I am tempted in game one when I don't have a clear starter or a clear advantage on the mound. I am tempted to try to open with a right handed reliever and have Ranger Suarez come in behind that guy. Ooh. Now, like it's probably too cute, and I I I don't know that they're going to do this. Albie's, by the way, is a switch hitter, uh, much better against lefties than righties. 
you know, this is a situation that is begging for a right-handed reliever to start this game, this game one. And wow. this is who I would start, Paul. I would start Orion Kirkering in game one of the NLDS. Say say that one more time. I would start Orion Kirkering in game one of the LDS, and I'd give him three batters. I would give him the first three batters, Whoa. and I would pick him because <laughs> I would pick him because one, he has oh. he is appears to be able to handle a situation. Two, uh, the Braves have never seen him, and three, it's elite stuff. It is, and I'm willing to shoot my shot and open with Kirkering in game one and come in with a lefty behind him, probably Suarez, because I trust Suarez, and also because he's got experience, you know, uh, both as a starter and a reliever. And it's like if you're asking him to come in, um, you know, either in the second inning or maybe with two outs in the first inning, I think he can do it. I think he can do it well. I trust him there to come in to face Olsen, uh, even if it's with two outs in the first inning and a runner on second base. Wow. Um, I don't think they're going to do this. Uh, and I'm not suggesting that, that, that this is a scenario in play. This is just me trying to think along the lines of how I know that they look at things. Right, right. Maybe it's not Kirkering. Like maybe it's Jeff Hoffman or. or, or yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just like it to me. This is a situation that calls for a little bit of creativity um, because you do have a pitching disadvantage here. Um, no matter who you start, because you don't have Wheeler and all in game one. Wow. That's really that's that's really interesting. It because yes, I do think it is maybe a little too cute. Maybe it is you know overthinking it and swinging a little too far to the other side. But I could see it. It does make some sense, you know, if you're trying to clear the top of the Braves order, which you don't really relax at any part of the order, but the top is where the the, the most of the damage happens. And in the first inning. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, you know, give yourself a better shot at getting Acuna out. Yes, obviously not a shot at Ranger, but he is left-handed and I don't have Ronald's, you know, exact splits up in front of me, but does it really matter? Maybe give yourself what you think could be just the tiniest advantage because every inning, every batter is going to be so important against this team. Yeah. If you think it gives you a leg up, I, I could see it. You know, it's actually better against uh, uh, righties this year than lefties. Oh, uh, was he? All right, I knew that was. But it was still a nine sixty nine sixty five OPS against lefties. Yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah. So that you don't really do too much there. But I don't know. I I think that then leans back on the part of the Braves not having seen him. All they have is is video, right? And if you think, I think that is such an X factor here. If you think this guy is is a weapon, and you know we've seen in his what four career appearances now. <laughs> He, he really might be a weapon, then maybe this is the time to deploy him. And it's not late in a game where the leverage might be higher and you you might worry about him a little bit more. It's just right away. Just like, just get it out of the way. Just make your appearance, face the Braves in the playoffs. Yes, you're facing their best hitters, but you know, maybe that's the time. I, I could talk myself into this. I, I really could. Yeah, and again, even if it's not Kirkring or Hoffman. Right. And so right. So either way, if even if they, you know, if they just start Ranger Suarez, you know, as a normal starter in game one, um, I do believe that the Phillies right-handed relievers are are really going to be important factors in if in this series if they are to win. Um, yeah. because we're going to see um, for example, like Jeff Hoffman. Jeff Hoffman might be one of the biggest um keys to this series. Like Hoffman is going to be asked 
probably numerous times to face the top of that lineup late in a game uh, because Wild. he has been exceptional against right-handed hitters this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best relievers in baseball this year against right-handed hitters. Uh, and that is a spot for him and he will get that spot. Uh, this year, righties were 122 with a 423 OPS against Jeff. Wow. 122. That's dominant. So he is a huge, huge factor in this series. And so is Kirkering. I think Kirkering is going to get important outs or get a chance to get important outs in this series. I, you know, any way you try to slice it, like you're trying to figure out how do we match up against the Braves offense? I mean, it's, you know, you're looking at the numbers and it's, it's absurd. I mean, their numbers, you know, we saw it, we saw it during the regular season. They are, they are dangerous. They are an incredible offense. Um, I think the Phillies have the best pitching staff starting and bullpen left of any team in the playoffs right now. Yeah, they might. That's just how you're going to try to, you're just going to try to just, just lean back on that, fall back on that. It's like, we like our guys, we have stuff, we have matchups. Like let's, let's take our best against their best. And guess what? Like even in, even against elite hitters, pitchers succeed seven out of 10 times. So that's what you're, that's kind of your message. I think going into this series. Right. You just, you need to keep yourself in these games. You can't let it get out of control. You can't let the Braves drop five in an inning and then three, three innings later. Like you, you, you can't do that. You need to, as much as you can put yourself in a position to limit their biggest damage. Just got to keep the, the ball in the ballpark. And that's, again, got, of course, easier said than done. Against right. Team that 300 you know, home that run. Is, but that is, yeah. Find a way to keep the ball in the ballpark. Yeah, that's what you got to do. You know, and that's a point about Strider because he's, you know, his home run rate and hit rate overall really ticked up this year. If you're going to damage him, you know, you you yeah. could take him deep. It's just a yeah. matter of, you know, do you have anybody on in front of you? But for the Phillies, you know, if you keep yourselves in these games, you have to feel good about the way your offense is swinging the bat. Everybody looks like they're putting together some pretty good at bats. You could argue you could argue that Bryce Harper before the second half of last night's game had some of the worst plate appearances. He of did. The entire oh, he did. He did. You know, he, did. he had some really bad ones. Yes. And when that's when you're in that position, when, you know, that, you know, he started working himself back into counts, you know, something clicked in the second but, half of last night's game. Yes. But, but most of those at bats, Paul, what was the common denominator? Most of the bats in the Marlins series for Harper sliders down the way. Against lefties, he was facing. I don't think he had taken that bat against the righty, did he? The entire series? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. And who are the Braves lefties that they're going to see in this series? Oh, uh, AJ Minter. Is that Dylan Lee guy still on the roster? They're not as. They're certainly not as potent. They don't have a lefty starter that they would throw in this series. I wouldn't think. No, it's well, basically well, from AJ Minter and Brad Hand. And Dylan yeah. Lee's status is uncertain. He finished the season on the IL. I don't okay. know if he will be on the roster. Okay, if he so is, they he'll have, face Kyle Schwarber, I'm sure, because Schwarber saw him like 20 times last year. Right, so they've freed from the left side in the rotation. Yep. They have Minter, who's got you know very good stuff, but is not and didn't have quite the overpowering year. No, nope. and of also silly. was actually better against righties and lefties this year. Yeah, so like there's something, there's a little something there, and then the rest of the relievers, you know, the right-handed ones, they could be hit. Harper's obviously seen Rizel Iglesias and got him in his book this year. <laughs> um. 
Yeah. Also, I like mean, the Phillies yeah, offense is going to be good. in better shape because they'll just have a better offensive lineup out there because Brandon Marsh will be playing in this series. That's right. You know, Marsh did not have a role in the Marlins series because of all those lefties. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure like in game two, if Freed is the starter, indeed, um, that Pache will probably play game two in left field again. Yeah. Uh, but when Freed comes out, Marsh comes in. It's not like yes. you're, it's not like Marsh is not coming in because um, you're afraid of all the different lefties that the, the Braves have like the Marlins did. So um, Marsh will play a bigger role in the series and that's a plus for their offense. Also their defense too. I mean, he's good defensively, but he's just a yes. better offensive player than Pache, obviously. And he's, you know, Marsh had a really good off- offensive season. So that, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, it was funny. We knew that whoever started in left field in game one wasn't going to finish that game, and that's the way it played out. But Marsh didn't see the field in game two, even as more righties got in there. And I remember thinking as we were, you know, previewing this, being like, yeah, you know, I Marsh is more one of your guys, you know, get him in there, get a little bit of pop. When he did pinch hit, there was a standing ovation for him, <laughs> crowd, which I thought was fantastic. Um, but also the Pache play kind of worked out. I mean, well, the first kinda, that, it definitely did in the first game, the, you know? Yeah. Game one. I mean, that the first ball hit by a rise. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that was a really good play. He made it look easy. That was a tough play. It was a tough that play. Pache made. Yes. Drove in yes. a run. Yes. You know, he didn't have great, you know, at bats all the way through, nope. but he did drive he did in not. a run. But he made um, a nice catch and he drove in a run. He, he bought, you know, I wouldn't say botched the ball last night. He probably should have caught that yeah, ball in the gap, the birdie ball, but yeah. tough play. He covered a lot a of ground, play. probably let up. It was weird. Probably should have yeah. caught it, but, yeah. you know. Took a weird route. But that's okay. That's okay. I mean, look, it, this is the, this is the chance for us to quibble over these smaller things because so many other things went right. And you can knock some of those other things down and not worry about them as much. That series is over. Fine. Done and dusted. I think the the plays on the margins like that are going to be more amplified in this series you need every bounce that you can get um and if you have you know if you have a couple balls clank off your glove even on a tough play you don't want to give these guys extra base runners so hopefully they just get it out of the system whatever the matchup play ends up being who plays where when they come in as as a sub or a pinch hitter later in innings you just hope it works and right now rob thompson is still pushing those buttons the right way he really seems to have that feel for postseason managing. You know, you contrast it especially with what John Schneider did with the Blue Jays yesterday, taking Jose Barrios after uh, three plus when he looked great to try and get, you know, a better matchup against the Twins. And what do the Twins do? They score their runs that inning. They win game two and they sweep the series. Oh, wow. I did not even realize that. I'm sorry. I was like so consumed yesterday with like just the Phillies. I didn't even. Wow. that That's what happened in that game. I mean, yeah. So Jose, <laughs> oh, Jose Barrios, cow. yeah. Who? <laughs> sorry, you know, I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm just discovering this now. I'll, I'll read about it myself. I'm sorry. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, but wow. I mean that <laughs> that is that is the difference I think between you know what John Schneider was doing and what Rob Thompson gives you leading this team. There was a feel that you could just tell that the, the, that was a situation that Thompson would have played differently. He would not have part, he would not have brought the hook out for Barrios in that spot at that time in that situation the way things went and it it worked poorly for Schneider. Right, and it, I think it blew up immediately. What's interesting to me is like last night and and I I don't know if how they covered this on TV. It might have been harder to follow on TV, but I was following because I was in the ballpark. Um, they they weren't going to necessarily take Noel out right away. 
but they were prepared, right? They got yes. a reliever up in the. Let me go to my story because I want to make sure I have this right. They got a reliever up before Noah threw his 59th pitch. It was the fifth inning. Mm-hmm. Soto started to throw. Then mm-hmm. Noah got an inning, inning ending double play. Soto mm-hmm. stops. Sixth inning, even before Noah hits John Birdie to start that inning, Alvarado is warming up. Okay. They're, they're prepared, prepared to go. Noah hasn't given up a run here. Okay. And right. his pitch count is low. Sixth inning. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets another double play. Alvarado sits down. Solera starts the seventh inning with a single. Hoffman gets up now. And he never came in because Noah got 13 pit, you know, three outs on 13 pitches to end that inning. But what I'm saying is like they were they were prepared though. They didn't make the move, but they were like they were prepared to say, okay, if things start to get a little messy here, a little hairy, like we are we are ready to go. We are ready to go. And I think that was the right way to handle it. You know, have a have just have a safety net there for Noah, see what he can do. And I mean, hell, seven scoreless. And now he's pitched four clinching games, Paul. Uh, last year's regular season clincher, last year's wild card series clincher, this year's regular season clincher, this year's wild card clincher, one run in 27 innings. Yeah, what's that? 0.33 ERA I saw? 0.33. You! Yeah, you know what? I, I think it was it was a really nice little microcosmic example of everything happening at the right time last night. You know, you mentioned I, I almost texted you in the sixth inning when I watched Nola get through. I'm like, it, his velo like looked like it dropped off. I, I think mm-hmm. I saw a couple fastballs, you know, like 89. Um, I want to say, and I looked at it and I'm just like, oh man, I'm glad they were able to get him through six. I'm glad you know it was a three run lead. That's fantastic. His pitch count was low. I texted a couple of my friends in a group chat. I'm just like, man, I'm just six shutout. You know, I know he's only like 70 something pitches, but like that, I, I think that should be it. That's probably done. And then what happens in the bottom of the six? Bryson Stock cranks a grand slam, yeah. and like, and you can you can put Nola yeah. back out to steal a few more outs. Yeah. Sir Anthony Dominguez did not have to pitch in this series; he got more rest. You know, yeah. just think about that. Maybe that would have been his inning. Maybe you yeah, saved I mean, some all of his their, bullets. All their know? dudes got rest last night. That's I mean, Kirkering and Soto are important, but their dudes yeah. got rest, right? Alvarado, you know, the, the Alvarado and Hoffman, you know, had to get up and throw a little bit, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to pitch. Mm-hmm. And yes, that is important. Yeah. So, you know, it it's all those things, all those things. And you, you need those to continue happening to pull off uh, another series win against the Braves. You know, use the shorter series to your advantage. Try and they lean a little they bit more. They didn't mess around. They didn't mess around. They got done in two no. games and, you know. It just it, it, you're not in your best position because you can't start Wheeler and Nolan game one because you had to play this series, but you got it done in right. two games and you're in as good of a position as you can be going into this five game fight. Yep, exactly right. I, I don't think any I don't think either one of us will tell any of you out there that <laughs> that that you should feel good about the Phillies chances as in you think they're more likely to win than not. I, I don't think any mathematician or bookkeeper would tell you that's the case. But what I do think we will say is that this team is just about in the best possible position it could be in for a series like this. They're healthy. I think the, uh, they ran the through implied, it. What are the implied Vegas odds right now are like 60% series price. I think the Braves are like minus 135, I think. So about 60% implied odds. So Philly is, you know, 40-ish percent. It's close to a coin flip. Not a coin flip, but close. Yeah, that is that is pretty close. That's pretty close. Yeah, I, look, the, the Phillies... They absolutely have a shot. They have more than a shot. They have a good baseball team. And if any team could beat the Braves, you would think it would be the Phillies. 
So this is their shot to prove it. Chip in a chair. Do you remember that? Oh. <laughs> yes. That was a Gabe thing. Right, but we'll, I'm trying to remember the context. I don't know. They were like okay, all right. <laughs> five games out with six to go or something at the end of one of those seasons. <sighs> Gabe Kapler, New York Yankees manager in 2024. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I don't think Gabe's going to manage again. I do think he'll keep working in baseball. I might work in yeah. baseball uh, media. He might, he might. His next pivot might be to the media world. That would make sense. About that. that would make sense. Yeah. All right, anyway. So this is going to be the Christian Pache Revenge Series or the Brad Hand Revenge Series? If it is the Brad Hand Revenge Series, <laughs> I will I will not be happy. I Look, I can live with a series loss to this team. I, I can at the end of it. If that's what happens, so be it. They're a really good team. I can live with it. If, if Brad Hand is the reason they drop a game or he comes in and gets like Harper out on some dumb slot ball, I am not going to be happy and I will sleep poorly that night. So, He's going to get a bunch of big spots i feel I like think in he the will. series right i think he will look I, I i'm inviting it because i want to see this team face him because i think they can hit him but if he turns it around i'm not going to be happy he was really good against lefties this year i don't want to hear it i don't, <laughs> don't maybe this has just been like it. a long con like the david robertson <laughs> thing right like he's a sleeper agent oh my god yeah you know i i enjoyed i enjoyed d rob's mannerisms uh, oh my god giving night. up the home run the real muto he's just that was you so know, funny what he did after that yeah like i don't know like as a fan like if the phillies were losing that game i guess this is the time for for tangents before we eventually get to sign off but like if the phillies were losing that game and robertson were still on the phillies and he serves up a dinger to Jorge soler and you know spends the rest of his outing just kind of like doing huge teeth grits and like smiling and smirking to himself as he shakes his head and like he, he was clearly like enjoying it like wondering if that was the last time he'd, he'd pitch in the playoffs you know i think he'll be back next year but you know who knows he's almost at the end of his career it was just funny watching him just emote and just have a personality out there i don't know i, I found some humor in that last tangent i do expect him to make a roster change for this series Sure. Uh, I believe Lorenzen will be on and Wilson is off. So they'll go yeah, 13 pitchers sense. and 13 hitters. Yeah. Yep. Need a, need a little more emergency arm coverage with the added game. So that makes sense. Yep. Uh, Michael Lorenzen pinch hit center field appearance. Maybe keep an eye out for that when the Phillies are winning 13 to one in the eighth inning um, <laughs> in game one on Saturday. <laughs> you know six what? O'clock if I start, six o'clock yeah. starts. We're all happy about that. At least to start games one and two, six o'clock. And yeah, uh, I can't wait, Paul. I really can't. I, I think um, however this series goes, uh, I think it'll be entertaining. And uh, these are two really good teams. And when they played each other this year, the games were stressful and uh, high quality. Yes. Yeah. You know, and, and I guess one last note for me, too. Like, this is a this is a huge chance for us as fans to have another moment on the national stage with a ton of attention being paid to this series, way more attention than they just got with this Marlin series to come out and blow the roof off of the plane. The Citizens Bank Park doesn't have a roof. doesn't matter. It wouldn't after game three. This is a chance for, you know, this home crowd to really solidify its place as a mythological figure. All I can hear these broadcast crews talking about 
all I can hear, you know, I was watching, I was watching a stream of a, a trading card shop in Florida, which I occasionally do. Sometimes, you know, they, they, they run group breaks and people, you know, buy teams to get the cards from, they break it right there on a stream. And the guy who's, who's in Florida, I think he was originally from Massachusetts, no attachment to the Phillies whatsoever, but he couldn't help but remark about how Citizens Bank Park turns into what he called a zoo in the playoffs. It's a zoo. And guess what? This is another chance for us to show that we as fans, as the 45, 46,000 strong in that park during these playoffs matter and make a difference. Feel that impact. Make it heard. You know, do to your voice what is what has been done to mine. You still hear the effect. This is 48 hours later almost. So get out there, do your thing, keep building this mythology that playing baseball in Citizens Bank Park in the playoffs as a visitor is a nightmare. That other teams cannot come in here and win. All of it matters. Keep doing it. Keep making your voices heard. Yeah. And you feel like if you, you know, I said game one is big, but if you drop game one, that's not the end of the world because all you have to do is you go to Atlanta mm-hmm. and you take one mm-hmm. and you come home one, one and you say, here we are. We have this home field advantage. It's right in front of us. Let's win these two games. There we go. All right. So there it is. Saturday in Atlanta, six o'clock. The NLDS rematch that we've all been waiting for. It's here, baby. Game two will be on Monday. Remember, the off days are a little bit different. No baseball on Sunday, no baseball on Tuesday. We'll be back with you again at some point during the series. We'll see how things play out. The Phillies have the best shot you you would imagine they could possibly have to take on this team. It'll be tough. It'll be hard. It'll be ugly. It'll be stressful at times. But man, it should be exciting. I'm looking forward to it as much as I can for (laughs) not liking Braves games. But this is it. Here we go. NLDS. The Phillies pennant defense continues, and just like we thought it would, the road has to go through Atlanta. So for Matt, go check out his stuff on The Athletic. Of course, he's just cranking out great stuff, and, and the comment section can't help but agree. I, I do. I go down to your comment sections after I read you know your pieces lately, and everybody's just like, man, the the run, the, the postseason and playoff runs are just so much better reading your stuff, and, and they really are. Those guys and and gals. Well, I appreciate that. Out. I mean, I, I wish it was like less focus on me, but I, I appreciate it. No, it's, it's great stuff. So go check it out if you're not already. And if you're listening to us, why aren't you checking it out? So for Matt, I am Paul. Phillies are back at it on Saturday. Take a little time to recover. I know I need to do that, so I'll practice what I preach. And the Phillies will be back out there. We'll see you Saturday night when it all gets going once again. So for Matt, again, I am Paul. Go Phillies. Go Phillies.